Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, we have Oleg Schiller, the founder and owner of Oz Capital. Oleg is one of our freshman members. Oleg, I'm glad to have you here with us today. How are you doing? Great to be here, Leon. I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, doing absolutely fine. Thank you so much. I love speaking with you because you are the most optimistic, positive person out there. There is nothing going to hold you back, which is fantastic. It's all great. Absolutely. So let's let's start this little conversation around your journey because you and I one day sat in at uh, in a little coffee shop when I was first meeting you and you walked me through and it and it's really stuck with me because you were in the banking industry to start and then you decided to get out on your own and so maybe just walk us through and share those moments with the members. Absolutely. So. Um... Uh, I've been a banker since 1999. Uh, I've uh, became a, a mortgage agent in 2003, and uh, my career spans uh, about 20 years at this particular point in time. Uh, there's, there are, my journey is uh, there are a lot of funny stories uh, about how, what I did and how I did things. Uh, the one thing that I know I'm not very spontaneous. I do think about what I do before I do things. At least I try. But, uh, you know, I got to share a few funny stories just to kind of raise that uh, enthusiasm uh, so that uh, listeners can really get to know me from, a, from, from the way I am, really. So I always wanted to get into the banking industry, and uh, I always wanted to get that job as a banker. And uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, I, I don't take no for an answer. So I remember when I was knocking at the door of the HR office at uh, Young and King, I really didn't know where to go at CIBC. And I kept knocking and knocking the door for weeks and weeks until this lady comes out. And she happens to be an HR manager. She said, well, what are you knocking the door? It's a closed area. I go, I really need to get a job. I really need to get a job for the bank. I can do so many things for you. You got to give me a chance. She's like, well, lucky it's your day. You know, I actually might you. And sure enough, uh, I come home and, um, you know, there is a message uh, to call her back as soon as possible. So I've given her a call and sure enough, she had a position for me to start as a personal banker. It was uh, so uh, such an exciting moment for me. Uh, I was so happy, and I zoomed through an interview. I had two, three interviews with branch managers. They all loved me. I fell in love with it. Was the industry, was the job, and uh, off I went. Uh, I've been with the bank for about three years, and I moved through positions fairly quickly. I always wanted to advance. Uh, so uh, from a personal banking associate to a personal banker to assistant branch manager, I was a financial wellness consultant uh, for uh, Amicus Bank, which was a division of CIBC. And there's a great story. Uh, I was literally a quarterly achiever in sales the first quarter uh, in that uh, division because that, that was probably the best job of my life. I was the only person on site, large corporations like Nortel Networks, Research in Motion, GlaxoSmithKline. We had uh, uh, CIBC offices right on site. Uh, I got to meet some phenomenal, phenomenal people. And I went through uh, Nortel's crisis in 2000, in 2001. 
Well, they were laying off a lot of people, unfortunately. And my job was to uh, kind of help uh, uh, families uh, go through this time, give them the necessary credit that they that they needed because it was a lot of restructuring. And uh, I was able to uh, save many families by extending the secured lines of credit uh, just before they were laid off. And uh, later, I remember specifically a story when about uh, uh, a year into my role, I was already a financial advisor with Imperial Service, a high-value division of CIBC. Uh, I was uh, uh, taking uh, lunch uh, uh, on the plaza, and I see this guy. He's running towards me with his arms open, and he, he, I don't remember specifically who the guy was. And he's like, hey, don't you remember me? And sure enough, I'm like, yeah, this was one of my clients. And he's like, you don't realize what you've done. You saved my life. I go, how did I? That line of credit you've given me, I was laid off shortly after from Nortel. I went back and got my MBA, and now I'm a senior vice president of such and such company. And I realized, uh, and, and he said, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful forever. And this was the, uh, the pivoting point for me because I realized that this is my purpose, not only uh, uh, helping people, but also making a difference in their lives as a financial uh, planner. Uh, later on, that got me thinking, and here, here I am uh, in my kitchen uh, one night speaking with my girlfriend, with my wife, at this, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and I'm saying, listen, I, I can't understand, there's a big disconnect between the salary I get at the bank versus the amount of hours I'm putting in and all these targets I have, there's no economic sense, what do I do? And sure enough, 23 years old, I'm, you know, no kids. I, I guess I had the privilege of being able to make the decision, and uh, I became a mortgage agent. Uh, it, it's such an exciting journey. I, I love entrepreneurs. Uh, I love the entrepreneurial spirit, especially now. You know, it's fascinating to me, the, the, the 21st century, uh, having access to technology and social media. But back then, in specifically in 2002, while being 23 years old, it's not like, I had a lot of friends wanting to buy or refinance. You know, at 23 years old, you're not a real estate owner. So there's a great story which really outlines the entrepreneurial spirit, which I think is so fascinating. Uh, if you uh, know, Leon, uh, there are some yellow boxes at uh, bus stations where they used to have the Auto Trader and Renters Magazine. Uh, what I did was uh, I didn't know how to market. I didn't have anyone to ask. So me and my wife created a flyer, um, a very informative flyer. So at night, while nobody would see, I would go inside those yellow boxes and would put flyers inside magazines uh, just to get myself started because I really didn't know how to start myself on the marketing side. And sure enough, I got two or three deals out of it, which was phenomenal, which really said, wow, you know, entrepreneur has access to all these things that he or she can do, you know, might as well utilize them, which is a really a phenomenal story that I wanted to share. Another, so continuing on my journey, uh, I, I'm a mortgage broker now since 2003. I uh, was introduced to my partner, Zvika, uh, and we're partners up until now. And uh, what's important is we have no contract between us. We, we basically work on a 50-50 basis. We've been doing it for the past 14 years because we're big believers in trust and relationship in business. It's very, very important, very integral to us. Uh, there's a story behind us capital. Uh, we are uh, franchise owners of uh, the Minion Lending Center's franchise called us Capital, which is a mortgage brokerage, largest mortgage brokerage by volume. Um, and uh, there's a funny story behind the name of us Capital, and, and there's a point behind it as well. And the point, the, the, the name, uh, we, we tried to come up with a name. 
how are we going to name our company? And, and of course, you know, you start looking at uh, uh, mythologies and Greek mythology and Roman mythology, you're trying to name. And, and what's important is the name is right in front of you. All you have to do is just don't go far. Think what's right ahead of you. Keep your eyes open. And sure enough, my name is Oleg and his name is Vika and Oz. There you go. And Oz Capital came about. So one night I had this epiphany. Let's call our company Oz Capital. I call him next morning, all excited. Uh, he's like, I found the name for a company. He's like, what is it? Oz Capital. He's like, you're not going to believe this. My wife spoke to me yesterday. She said, you're Oleg. I'm, I'm Zvika. OZ Oz Capital. So sure enough, it, it, it so happens to be that uh, our company was named Oz Capital. And we didn't hesitate. We didn't think twice. There's a phenomenal story behind it. It's, it's, it's so, so exciting. I love your spirit and the entrepreneurial. Some great word, words of wisdom there I can pull out of it as well. Before I get back to Oz Capital, I want to ask you, because in the mortgage business, you know the real estate business. I mean, yes, you've got that entrepreneurial spirit, but you got some brain power there too. I can tell the way you think. Tell us, you know, February 2019 to where we are today. What's changed in the real estate market today? If you're, you know, I'm thinking about even from our members from a personal perspective in their homes today. As the prices move, is the just between 2019 and today, and then I'll ask you the next question between 2019 and what you expect six months from today. Absolutely. Um, without getting too technical about, uh, uh, you know, what we do and how we evaluate our mortgage applications and our risk business, um, to say that something significant changed in terms of the price values, I, I can't really say because, see, I, I, I want to make a note that we're dealing in a residential space, Primarily, we, we don't expose ourselves to commercial. Uh, I know enough to be dangerous about the commercial industrial market, but our specialties are in the residential sector. So we haven't seen a price decrease. We, uh, we, we see changes, obviously, in uh, specifically in the commercial sector offices, right? And, and that whether people are questioning, of course, ownership, if we need those spaces and if people uh, can work from home and cut costs. But I haven't seen a, a decrease in values. And uh, uh, I am uh, chatting. I see a lot of appraisals. I'm chatting with a lot of appraisers, and I always ask them the same question. Has anything changed in the past six months, in the past three months? And for the most part, I mean, cities have, certain cities have had uh, a mere adjustment, but nothing significant. Uh, there's a lot of fear right now, especially in something that we will cover in the second part of the question you've asked me is, uh, you know, especially with social media, they, they talk about the, you know, the 9 to 18% decline in the real estate market. I find, it, I find it very subjective. I mean, we are in the 14 million uh, in Ontario, populations growing. Uh, because the population is so large, I believe there's a lot of movement. I see purchases, I see refinances. Yes, less transactions but no significant depreciation in value that I can say specifically based on applications we see every day. And we see probably anywhere between 15 to 20 applications on a daily basis with credit requests and appraisals. Well, what's going to, you know, if you look at six months, do you think the market is going to change? I, I read that report too. I think it was CMHC predicting yep. 9 to 18%, 18% being the worst case scenario. But we do know there's a huge loss of jobs and income coming. We know we're in a recession. We know the recession may last two to three years. Um, what's, the, what's the residential market you think? Do you not think it'll be impacted six months from today or there will be some type of price adjustment? 
I believe uh, that there's going to be a price adjustment. I think what's important, Leon, is to separate the 416 area real estate market and the 905 real area of real estate market. Historically, what we've seen, uh, uh, and we've been through this uh, adjustment several times in the 2017, in 2008, uh, the real estate market adjustments, they didn't last for a long time, but uh, the hit that was taken was uh, the uh, super expensive properties. There was an adjustment in price. It was overall about 25%. We believe that anything that's less than uh, or equal to a million dollars in the 416 area, uh, even going forward, uh, is not going to be uh, impacted a lot. Maybe there's going to be a mere adjustment of 5 to 7% as possible, but the question is 5 to 7% from what levels? Because every house is so different. Yes, we have unemployment. Yes, more people are getting laid off. Yes, companies are going to be restructuring. But we're running a fairly sizable portfolio of mortgages. And we see based on uh, our repayment history that the people have capacity to carry. And another important factor is even if there is going to be a market adjustment, let's say 5% overall, uh, it doesn't mean that people will stop paying uh, uh, mortgages uh, because food and shelter are of the most important concern. So going forward, we're pretty optimistic about the market. There, there are going to be a, a small adjustment, but overall, I don't think it's going to affect the economy where it's going to drag it down completely to a point where people are just going to start handing keys on the table uh, like we had in the 1981-1983 recession. Okay, no, that's great. So I'm going to talk about Oz Capital. I know you've been very successful at creating mortgages, you know, either through the brokerage house that you were, you know, or your, your business there, but also uh, you and your partner looking at mortgages, people looking at second mortgages. Um, and you're in the midst of really, you've been very good at it. You've been solid at it and you've been growing that portfolio over time. And you really want to take it to the next level now. So what does that next level look like to you? And, and, and how do you get there? What's, what's success look like to you? Success to me is not comprised of one part. This is such a combination. I would say even right now, it's such a delicate combination of things. Uh, for an entrepreneur, what's important uh, is the mindset, is ability to cut out the noise and not listen to the outside world and just keep focused on your goals. That's very, very important. Uh, mental state. Uh, to us, the expansion is, uh, uh, as I shared with you, we're, we're in the process of opening up a mortgage investment corporation, which is basically a mutual fund where investors are going to be investing the money into a diversified pool of, in, uh, of funds, uh, of, of, of mortgage, residential mortgages. And uh, uh, I, when uh, I was listening to one of the speakers about the pivoting point, uh, I think it was Ron Tight, right, that was talking about the, the, the don't break, accelerate the corners. And I was listening and I said, yes, absolutely, that, that is the case. You know, you can't slow down. To us right now is that crazy point in our business, the pivotal point where we must accelerate, pull triple, quadruple, quintuple effort into it to grow. So the reason why we've decided to open the Mortgage Investment Corporation is to diversify uh, our offering to investors, uh, at present point, we in, uh, we match borrowers with lenders by presenting mortgage opportunities to investors and then put them on title. But we're opening up a fund, which will be more of a passive approach and will allow us to expand, not just within Ontario, but outside uh, in different provinces. So to me, uh, the success is being focused, being planned out, be clear in your expectations and communications. Know that you're not running uh, a sprint, you're running a marathon. 
unit for a long term and don't lose sight of what's important and just keep hammering at it. Oh, like historically, when you were doing it per deal basis, what, what, what was your return for those investors that invested with you about? What was the range? So our portfolio is balanced between the first and second mortgages, residential mortgages. And on first mortgages, investors would typically make anywhere between 7 to uh, 9%, depending on the level of risk that they take, which is driven by what's called the loan to value, which is the total amount of equity that the person has uh, over the total amount of exposure versus mortgages on that portfolio. On their second mortgages, uh, we were able to generate anywhere between the 9 and 11% mark. So uh, our, on average, the investor mix between both would probably be able to yield closer to the 85 to 9% return on their investments. Steadily. So on, the, on the fund that you're starting today, what, what are your aspirations? If, if I'm an investor thinking about this, what, you're, it's not deal to deal anymore. It's a collective. It's a basket. What should I be expecting on a net basis? I'm so on a net basis, our fund is targeted rate of return is 8% which is fairly common for a lot of residential mortgage investment corporations out there. Uh, but the best part about us specifically is we, we're not just limiting ourselves to a mortgage investment corporation. Our investors are going to be very uh, able to choose uh, between the passive and active or combination of both. So our job is to optimize the rate of return through ways of diversifying between the offerings that we have. So we'll be able to offer both and cater and, and raise that rate of return as much as possible within the retrospect of the risk that we're able to substantiate and cover. That's great. Well, Oleg, I, I really want to thank you uh, for all that information, both on the real estate market but and the information you provided me with regard to Oz Capital. And by the way, if, if somebody is interested in, in contacting you, they just look up Oz Capital and can reach out directly to you, Oleg? Absolutely. Reach out directly to me. Um, the contact information is everywhere. I believe I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook, everywhere. All accessible, available. <laughs> the true entrepreneur, the guerrilla marketing at its best. I love it, Oleg. Um, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights today. If you're interested in our live webcast, The Way Forward Live, and any other snippets that we've done in the past, please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com. On our site, you'll find various recorded webcasts and snippets. Some of these guests include Professor Rosabeth Cantor, Professor Michael Beer, Professor Janice Stein, some of the well-respected thought leaders from around the world. We've talked about topics such as mental health, leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and where we go from here. Again, if you'd like to learn more about our leadership community, please visit us at po-leadership.com. That concludes our session today. Thank you very much. Have a great day.